Welcome to the Front Court Sports Radio Hour. Good afternoon, Middle Tennessee. Welcome in. It is 4 o'clock and it is time for the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake and I'm joined with my good friend Clayton the Claw. What's going on, Clayton? What's going on, Drake? Man, beautiful you know Monday. It, it is beautiful. It's November 28th. And we have made it through another Thursday, Friday, Saturday, well, Thanksgiving. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving overall? What, I, I, matter of fact, happy thanks, happy happy Thanksgiving. And right. how was your Thanksgiving? Have you ever? It, it, it went well. It was long. Um, did you? How many? How many different? How many different households did you have to go to? Or did you just stay at yours? Uh, we went to my dad's Wednesday. Uh, went to my aunt's on Thursday, and then we hosted on Thursday, and. Uh, then went to a friendsgiving on Saturday. A friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Now, obviously, I'm not. I'm too old. A, I'm too old. B, I'm just not cool enough. I don't think to know what a friendsgiving is. So this is where all your buddies get together, and it's just an excuse to get together and hang out and eat and get pretty hammered. I mean, if, good, if you choose, have, I mean, have, you have a good time. Okay. You have a good time. Do you take children with you? You do. Absolutely. Kids go also and, and they, in okay. plenty of kids of all different ages. So everybody's got their group yeah. of little kids that they go and they play and right. the adults just uh, hang out. Well, it sounds like fun. Maybe, maybe I, you know, can old people go too? Did you see uh, well, I, anybody you, over you 50? Had, you had a little get together. Anybody so. over 50 there? I mean, it, yeah. Really? Were they cooking? Was it like grandparents or something? No, uh, just, you all have them chained to the radiator. Just, just a friend. Uh, and, no, he he he. No, he was there. Um, okay. We right. Well, maybe ne- maybe next year. You know, you never know. Uh, we got we got Friendsmas coming up, so you know Friendsmas and go. Friendsgiving. There you Thank, go. Friendsgiving and Friendsmas. Friendsmas. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, let's see. I tell you, who didn't have a, the the greatest Thanksgiving? Probably the Vanderbilt Commodores. No, they did not. Uh, anchor down. And I'll tell you all, we, we talk about gambling quite a bit on the show. And I sent a good buddy of mine, and this is legitimate. It was on, it, it went viral on Twitter. Uh, but this is legitimate. I know the guy. He and I are, are I would say, pretty good friends. And um, I really didn't realize this about him till probably a couple of weeks ago when we were talking gambling, football. And he showed me a couple of these fan duel. Dang it, I said their name. I told it said I was going to say their name. They need to call us and sponsor this program. Agreed. But anyway, he's on FanDuel, and uh, he's playing these money line parlays, and he's only taking underdogs. In other words, money lines that are, are you get odds on. So, for instance, Vanderbilt uh, could very easily have been minus four, uh, plus 450, and – if you bet them on the main line, they must win the ball game, not cover, but must win. Um, and then he he parlays them together, and he had six teams, underdogs, that he parlayed. Five of them had hit, and then he sent me the 
screenshot of the actual bet, and he had Vanderbilt to go, and if he had bet $65, and if he if Vanderbilt wins, wins, uh, the guy gets one hundred, a little over a hundred thousand dollars. Correct for a sixty-five dollar bet. Unbelievable. Five legs. Five legs were in. Um, he took teams like Michigan. They won. They were underdog. And they won it right. He took a team like uh, South Carolina. That uh, just Spencer Rattler. Where the hell's he been all year? Anyway, great question. <laughs> God, great question. Guy, he, that dude looking like a combination of Steve Young and dang Joe Montana out there Saturday. I couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. But anyway, so he, t- he he parlays together all these underdog teams, and he's getting good odds. And then if you take pretty good odds, and then you parlay them with other teams with good odds, your the payoff raises substantially. So you can figure out whatever the odds were for sixty hundred thousand dollars. You don't have that over there, do you? I can what, pull it up. What a hundred thousand sixty five into a hundred thousand dollars what your return is or what the odds were on that. But anyway, the only team he had to go was Vanderbilt plus 14. And he called me and I said, man, I, you know, I just don't know. I I think Vanderbilt's been playing pretty well. Tennessee's a little on the, a little on the injured, but they got a little chip on their shoulder right now. And I said, I told him, I said, you know, if Milton just plays a halfway decent game, Tennessee should take care of business. That's kind of the way I felt. I, I tried to convince him to take, all of the emotion, even though he's a Vols fan. He wanted to root for the Vols. But if Vanderbilt wins, he makes $100,000. <laughs> I mean, you have to kind of look in the mirror and yeah. and decide what you're going to do. And, and you're going to have to he, make a business decision well, one he, way or the other. He made a good decision. He, he, and they, they offer a cash-out uh, option on, that, on, those, on those type of bets. Uh, and before the game started, obviously, if he waited till Tennessee threw the touchdown, they probably would have draw, drawn back the cash officer. Officer, he would drop significantly, but he took a little over in the cash. He took a little over um, <clears throat> eleven thousand. So sixty-five dollar bet. Sixty-five dollar bet got him eleven over eleven. He went five out of six and got over eleven thousand dollars for a sixty-five dollar bet. I mean, that's just that. That's just unbelievable. It really, really is. And, uh, you know, uh, but anyway, it, it's for real. I know you have got my guys might have seen some stuff on Twitter. God, I, it blew up. It blew up. But I'm telling you right now, it is, it's for real. And, and the guy, I, I, I felt for him. Well, I, I tell you what, he took the cash out, and I was sitting there talking to my wife watching the ball game. Of course, Tennessee took it. I said, boy, Vanderbilt comes back and wins this game. He's really going to be kicking himself and, and, and my wife looked at me and said well the way Vanderbilt looks now you ain't got one thing to, he ain't got a damn thing to worry about and she was correct <laughs> she was correct and god bless her she was absolutely right so the cfp comes out tomorrow night on the college football playoff championships and uh you know i'll tell you who it should be right now right now it should be georgia or Michigan, number one. It really doesn't make any difference. But they're, they're both in. Um, but Georgia, and Georgia's been there most of the year, so you kind of got to leave them right where they are. There's no reason for Michigan to jump them. But Georgia, one. Michigan, two. TCU, undefeated. TC, undefeated. TC, undefeated is yep. what I'm going to start calling them. 
and uh, they're number three. They haven't been beat. I don't care what you say. I don't care who you're a fan of. Go uh, do whatever at the bar and and leave me alone. And don't tell me that Tennessee, uh, excuse me, TC undefeated does not deserve to be in there because they do. They do. Uh, no they should be at number three. USC with one loss, I, you know. USC with one loss representing the the Pac twelve, if they make it through, and like you said before the before we went on air, Clayton, if they make it through the championship game, uh, and who are they playing in that? U- Utah, who yeah. beat them? The team that beat them. Yeah. So if they if they redeem themselves against Utah in the championship game, they they deserve to be in there. But on the outside looking in, you've got Ohio State, who just got beat at home in the horseshoe. Biggest game of the year. You've pretty much been playing a bunch of patsies all the way up to this point. You've gotten, you, you know, I know you had a couple of, of running backs that were dinged up. But uh, you're playing at home. You're favored. you got the home crowd. you got everything rolling in your favor. And you get beat by three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. So, move to the back of the bus. Absolutely. I mean, that's, move, or back of the line, or wherever. That, that, just that, move that, back somewhere. That, that is take a take a seat Correct. is what you can do. Correct. Okay. Correct. So Ohio State, take a seat. Alabama, and you know our Alabama fans, and I know one way or the other, we we wish and we would hope that Alabama be in there. But now, if USC wins, it's over. It's over and done deal. Yeah, it's, it's, if it's, USC loses, then it's rock paper scissors. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it, 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 yeah. I mean, I get, yeah, and you know, I don't know, but I, you folks listening, ask yourself, what if USC loses the championship game to Utah? I saw a lot. What of do you ar- do? I saw. I saw a lot of argument on Facebook over the weekend that there's no way, no way that Tennessee shouldn't be ranked ahead of Alabama, that they should get in before Alabama because they beat them on the field. I understand the argument. But here's the deal. It's about the four best teams. And right now, do you think Tennessee is better with Joe Milton than they are with Hendon Hooker? I mean, unfortunately, Hooker went down with a non-contact injury and is gone. He's done for the year. Done for the year. And uh, like all teams, uh, basketball, sports teams, there are injuries that happen, and uh, you have to deal with it. And moving forward – if you're a committee member and you're looking at trying to fill in four, the the top the the four spots you've got in the in the college football playoff with the best four teams in college football, then do you really look at a Milton the third Milton the toaster run Tennessee Vol offense versus a University of Alabama Bryce Young run offense? And you know, come on, that's I mean, just get serious. I, I, that's all. If a Tennessee fan came to me and said, "Drake, man, we 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 beat, we beat y'all. We we supposed to we 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 should be in that foot ahead of y'all. Be considered." A, and I'm like, not with Milton the Toaster. You should now maybe with Hendon Hooker. Uh, you've got a little. You've got a little bit more of an argument. Not much of one, in my opinion. Now, now here's now here's the but deal. if if they had beaten South Carolina and let's say Hooker had gotten hurt late in that game in a win. And Milton's a quarter. I still think they're probably in. I think they're in with one loss just because of their resume. Okay. All right. But get- it's just like Ohio State. 
Tennessee didn't lose to South Carolina by a field goal. They got drilled. They did. They gave up 63 points. Well, uh, and talking about Ohio State and Michigan, this weekend it was the highest rated football view, view highest rated viewer, rated viewer, viewers. Am I saying that right? No. Yeah. It's the highest viewed. The most viewed college football game played this season. I'm sorry that took so long to get out. But it was. It it averaged 17 million viewers during the entire broadcast, uh, which was broadcast by Fox, and their number one ever college football game ever viewed on Fox. Uh, it averaged 17 million and actually reached up to 20 million at one point during during the broadcast. Um, and you know, now when you compare that one game to like Tennessee, out like the Tennessee Alabama got about thirteen and a half million, and that's just well, I mean, you know, I mean that's, that's not bad. That's that's not bad either. Um, for that for that game, a regular season game in the middle of the season, right? Um, and it was a hell of a ball game, worth definitely worth watching. Um, but it. One thing that the Big Twelve, excuse me, Big Ten does have going for it, besides uh, a very highly watched Michigan Ohio State game this weekend, is in July they start a new TV or a new series of TV contracts with uh, CBS, NBC, and Fox. They no longer the Big Ten no longer is going to have a relationship. Uh, in the foreseeable future with ESPN or ABC, I would guess, either one. No, it's going to be all- Fox, CBS, or NBC. But get this, they start this whole series of contracts with those three networks in July that kicks off a $7 billion deal. $7 billion. $7 billion that the Big Ten has signed for football. Now, now the article did not say anything about any other sports, basketball or anything else. So I, I'm not, I don't know. But anyway, seven billion, whether it's football, basketball, or field hockey, is a lot of damn money. You got that right. So I, I guess congratulations to the Big Ten. All right. Okay, this is the Fox Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, and he's Clayton, and we'll be back in about eh, two minutes. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hi, my name is Cody Goins. I'm a partner here at Roof Systems, Inc., formerly known as Davis Brothers Roofing. We still have the same great service and same great people. Roof Systems, Inc., we do commercial and residential roofing. No project is too large or too small. Education is key here for us at Davis Brothers Roofing. We want to make sure that every customer knows exactly what's going to happen from the time we start until the time we finish. When a homeowner replaces their roof, it's the largest expenditure that they'll ever have. That's why we hope you choose us at Roof Systems, Incorporated. Check us out at www.roofsystems-inc.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us.
Welcome back in to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, joined by Clayton, the Claw. And we were talking a little uh, college football when we left. And I finished, I figure we just talk a little bit more. You know, talk a little, talk a little, talk a little bit more. And uh, the Vols cruised to a 56-0 win over Vanderbilt in Dudley Field, on Dudley Field this past the checker, Saturday. the checkerboard didn't quite work out. I, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know all about. It. What, the, the, there was a planned checkerboard. They were going to checkerboard uh, Dudley Field or, or Vanderbilt Stadium. What are they going to checkerboard it with? What are you talking? Just they, they, color coordinate it. Yeah, color coordinate based on the section that you were in, and make it look like a checkerboard on, on television. Checkerboard for orange and white for the vol. Correct. Uh, instead, it was uh, a lot of yellow from. Uh, the uh, the uh, rain suits that were out there because it was a downpour. If you if you're a Vol fan and went to that game, you, you congratulations. You, you're you're officially a fan because you sat through a pouring down rainstorm. So yeah, it looked pretty rough on uh, on TV as I was sitting yeah. dry and nestled under my blanket there in my recliner it looked, it looked pretty bad out there, and i hate that for those guys uh all right so let's let's go back over the weekend a little bit and let's talk about the best game of the weekend um that i tell you what was a pretty good ball game that i saw that was the texas tech oklahoma state was it uh, texas tech oklahoma saturday night that darn thing turned into a track meet who won that game uh texas tech came back and won it in uh, – I'm pretty sure they won it in overtime. I'll have to look it up. Um, Colorado State and New Mexico played. So that officially means that New Mexico was 2-10 and 10 New Mexico against now 3-9 and nine, uh, Colorado State. Colorado State won 17 to nothing. Wow. So I'm giving the worst team in college football in 2022-2022 goes to New Mexico. Boy, there you go. Uh, also, another another team that I had some money on um, was leading ten to three at halftime, and uh, that was Boston College over. Um, was it Louisville? Now In- Kentucky beat Louisville. Was that was that the good? Uh, let me let me see. Uh, let me go down. Anyway, uh, Boston College allowed twenty six points. Oh, they were playing Syracuse. Okay. Okay, so the score at halftime is ten to three Boston College. The score after the third quarter was ten to six. Okay, and Boston College is up by four. Syracuse scores twenty six points in the fourth quarter yeah. to, to win thirty two to twenty three over Boston College. Boston College scores a meaningless touchdown at the very very end as time's running out. So they really got outscored. Now let's say twenty six to six in the fourth quarter to lose. So I would definitely say. I'm going to go with New Mexico one as the worst, and then next to the worst team in college football has got to be Boston College. And I think you got to throw Hawaii in the mix. And Northwest and, and and Northwestern's pretty bad too. Yeah, they're not very good. So let's just you know we're running out top four or five anyway. Uh, is Hugh Freeze going to get? Is Hugh Freeze going to get the job or not? If you ask me, Saturday, yes. Today. I don't think so. You know, there's been there's been a lot of pushback by female um graduates. Graduates. Uh, you know, I think across the board, probably females across the board that are pushing back on Hugh Freeze's missteps in, in life and 
And the question we still have to ask, will the SEC even allow him back in the conference? Well, from what I understand, they, they really don't have a say in it. Okay. Okay. That's, that's what I read. So, 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 I read, I read that they really don't legally have a set, have, have, but they have something in their bylaws that's kind of vague that says, you know, if, you know, the person needs to hold up to the standards of the SEC, you know, and then you start talking about, well, let's see, what are standards in the SEC? Then you get his lawyers that go to court and they start pulling out stuff that's gone on with other people, coaches that have been allowed to coach. And then, then, you know, they all start, they all start comparing each other's, you know, what's each other. And they're, Next thing you know, it's drawn out to a big legal battle, right? I mean, I mean, there's talk that he's been lobbying himself for the job over well, the when you? Couple, for the past couple of weeks, and he's actually already got recruiting plans if he does get the job. Um, I just, it, I don't know what Jimmy Rain's going to do. I really don't. Uh, Who is that? The Yellowwood man? That's the Yellowwood man with the cowboy hat on. Yeah. We need to call Big Stu and see what's going on down there. Yeah, yeah, I mean he's got you know he's got his finger on the pulse. Yeah, yeah, he's got his finger on the pulse. They, they, I really think oh, they man, thought man, they were good. on the planes. They really thought they're going to get Cowtown. Like, Cowtown ain't nothing yeah. I like. Ain't nothing like I, do, I I like doing better going down and being that being that Cowtown on the other side of the state. Bear Bryant, there you go, the man himself. Okay, uh, so let's go through a couple possible bowl predictions uh, in some local schools. That I'm not going through every one, but Miss. These are just predictions. These are ways some writers, guys in the know kind of saw about The Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Do you know where that's held? The Wasabi Fenway Bowl? Fenway Park. <laughs> oh, there you go. They they turned Fenway Park into a football field, and that would that would be Memphis Tigers uh, versus the Syracuse Orange. So there you go. It's no longer the Orange Men, right? They just call it Orange. The Orange, correct. Right, okay. The politically correct orange at Fenway Park. That would be that would be an interesting interesting game to watch. Uh, hey, these aren't official. These are just projections. Right. These are just these are just projections. Like uh, Auto's Own Liberty Bowl. This guy looks for Oklahoma versus Ole Miss. That that'd be a good draw for Memphis. And that'd probably be a pretty fun game. Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Dylan Gabriel versus Dart. Yep, Dart and Lane Kiffin. Uh, the Tax Act Texas Bowl, Tax Act Texas Bowl. If you say it too fast, you might get tongue-tied. Uh, Mississippi State versus Oklahoma State. Uh, in the Trans-Perfect Mer- – what is Trans-Perfect Mu- Music City Bowl? I don't know. That, what is trans – I mean, that, you know what I mean? That could, mis- that could be misconstrued around here, especially here in Tennessee <laughs> or in Alabama. <laughs> or, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. The trans perfect. Why they call it trans perfect? I don't, ain't nothing perfect about that to me now. I'm telling you. God darn, God darn Watch out. You're going to get the legislature mad. Yeah, well, yeah, that's okay. They're already mad at me. <laughs> uh, anyway, Tax Act Texas Bowl, Mississippi State versus Oklahoma State. The trans perfect music city might be Minnesota versus Kentucky. Kentucky. I, I, had, I had Minnesota. I had Minnesota Sunday. God bless the Golden Gophers. They came through for me. Rode the boat. There you go. Over uh, Iowa, Iowa. I, was it Iowa or Iowa State? I, I think it was, I, I would, it was Iowa. It Iowa, was Iowa. Iowa lost to no. Iowa lost to Nebraska. No, no, that was Wisconsin lost to Nebraska. Not the other day. 
Remember, Iowa on Friday was up. Nebraska got up 24. Iowa could have made the Big Ten championship. Oh, that's All right. they had to do was beat Nebraska. That's right. That's I, I apologize. That's right. I'm thinking about a week ago. Yeah, all they had to do was beat that Nebraska. That shows you I'm getting old and, and, and senile. Oh, you're, well, you know, it just shows you. But, hey, there you go. I mean, isn't it something when, when these teams just have – one more small. They've already covered all these other, jumped over all these other hoops or through hoops and over hurdles in their obstacle course to get to the end of the season and get to a meaningful bowl game and, and, and play for something. And by God, they get down there and they play a little early for something like Iowa was and they stumble and fall and cost, cost themselves basically everything and allowed Purdue. To get into the Big Ten Championship. There you go. Coach James Dickinson has just now joined us. Hey, Coach, how you doing today? Sorry I'm late. That's okay. I've been out uh, doing uh, company business today. But, you know, getting back to bow games, since the college playoffs came on board, you know, bow games has lost its luster. Yeah. I, and, and I think the, the more that they kept adding – Caused, I think once you know, back in the old days, let's say when we were, yeah, when we were kids or teenagers growing up, you know, there were, I don't know, maybe 12, 15 bowl games, something yeah. like that. Now there's like 40. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know what I mean? They've watered I mean, it. 76 I mean, teams are, are available for bowl games. This year. Well, there you go. So that's what well, that's 38 bowl games. Okay. So that's 38 bowl games. And you know, I mean, eventually, if, if you keep adding on to something like that, it's not going to make it as as precious and rare and appetizing as it would be if you didn't have all those other layers surrounding it. To well, get even, to even the players now opt out of these bow games. Yeah, you know that's, that's that kills the momentum for you. Uh, in the Citrus Bowl, these guys are predicting Purdue versus LSU, which uh, might be a pretty good game. And these are all predictions in the New Year's Six Bowls. So here we go in the Big Six Bowls, right? And the last two will include the college football playoff um, series. Uh, Alabama versus Clemson in the Orange Bowl. I think that'd be. I think that'd be. And we're Alabama fans. Let's talk. Let's just. Talk. I take it. I take it. I think it'd be fun. I, I don't. And I'm not saying on 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 the idea that Alabama, you know, has a good chance of beating Clemson. I think Alabama will be favored over Clemson if they played. I want to say. By at least seven points, I would think maybe more like ten or eleven points. I agree. I'm uh, guessing. I'm guessing. It, it, well, it's going to depend on Bryce Young plays. Does right. He, does he and opt out? Will Anderson and plays? Will, yeah. And Uncle Lele is. He I mean, y'all, come on, Dabo, come on, man. He's they not Uncle Lele. It, Eight of twenty-nine has not, has not been that good. He's not no. very good. He's a disappointment. I know you've hung your hat on him all these years. But put the hook on the poor kid and get him off the field. Spencer Rattler was the better quarterback on the field Saturday. There you go. And Spencer, <laughs> where have you been all damn years? What I want to know. Uh, Tennessee in the All-State Sugar Bowl is predicted to play Kansas State. And I think that would be – you talk about a shootout. No doubt. You know what I mean? I mean that would be, Well, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you got Milton now, so – you know – I mean, I know Kansas State doesn't, it doesn't hang their hat on defense, and they're great on offense. Tennessee doesn't in the, hang their hat on their defense in, either. And what did Tennessee and, do last year in the bowl game? They, they gave up over 500 yards to uh, Purdue. Pur- Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. Music City Bowl. There you go. The Cotton Bowl is predicted to have Tulane and Penn State. Congratulations to Tulane on a good year. Tulane had a hell of a win on this past Saturday, and I had them. First time – who did they beat? 
I can't see. I can't remember who they beat, uh, but they they had a uh, they had a big win on this past Saturday, and that gets them into their conference championship. I know for yeah. a fact that uh, the AAC conference championship. Our, I think our friends on the Tony Basilio show did not want to have to go to the Cotton Bowl and play Tulane. Uh, they were really worried about that matchup, and they can think. Texas A&M for beating LSU to cause all this disruption because it was pretty much set that LSU was going to go to the Sugar Bowl as the SEC runner-up with three losses. Now, if they lose to Georgia, they'll have four losses. Like Drake mentioned, it'll send them to the Citrus Bowl, bump Alabama up to the Sugar Bowl, and then Tennessee or, or Tennessee to the Sugar or Alabama to the Sugar. It's actually going to be up to the bowls to decide what they want. I'd rather go to the Orange Bowl and with Sugar. I would too. I'd much rather play Clemson. Yeah, down there, Miami, seventy-five degrees, Miami, beautiful, baby. What are you talking about? Go out there and spend about five or six nights. What oh you yeah, spend a week. Yep. Uh, Tulane went to Cincinnati and won this past weekend, 27-24. And Cincinnati, get this, folks, Cincinnati hadn't lost a, a home game in like thirty-two straight ball games. That's right. And Clemson, that's that, that's got to be how many years is that? Six years worth of. of of every home game you play, you've won? Hey, South Carolina snapped Clemson's 40-game <coughs> home winning streak on Saturday. 40 games. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> All right. So, you know, there's you know every streak, Coach, begins with one. That's right. So, Clemson, get busy. And uh, University of Cincinnati, y'all get busy, too. Well, they're, they're looking for a new football coach. Uh, Where's Fickle? Where, Fickle? He, he took the Wisconsin job, and I'm telling you. Watch out in a couple of years of Wisconsin with him as the, at the helm. He'll do well. He's a real deal. He, I like I like seeing pictures of him on the sideline. He's serious as a oh yeah. cat covering up. That's a great, you, you know what? It's a great Seriously. hire for Wisconsin. I mean, because I think there's a lot of Ohio State fans, especially today, that wishes they had Luke Fickle over Matt Day. All or day, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Day. Ryan all day long. Ryan Day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Ryan Day. There's all day, that, every day. <laughs> two, he's lost two in a row to Michigan. That doesn't happen very often. Hey, and they're, and they're not happy about that. They're not happy about no. that stuff. No, not at all. Uh, speaking of Ohio State and Michigan, in the Rose Bowl, in the Rose Bowl prediction, Ohio State to play Washington, and um, that leaves the two uh, in the in the New Year's Six. That leaves the the last two are. CFP college football playoff games, and they're predicting that Georgia will play South Carolina in the Peach Bowl in, in the Atlanta. Peach, in the Peach Bowl. Georgia and play who? Georgia will play. Sa- I'm sorry, it's Southern Cal. I said, <laughs> said I said South, South Carolina. Carolina. Didn't dang it? That's a, it wow, they moved them up, knocking the dressing out of my head. <laughs> um, excuse me. Georgia plays uh, Southern Cal. Yeah. And then in the Peach Bowl, and then the other semi of the CFP would be in the at the Fiesta, and that would be Michigan versus TCU. And uh, you know, like we said earlier, Coach, you got three undefeated teams: Georgia, Michigan, TCU. You got one one-loss team, and that's if Southern Cal gets through their championship game, right? Right. Who else? Who else? Everybody else is two loss. Well, Ohio State just got just one, but they just got recently beat by Michigan State, and I don't think the committee wants that to see that rematch again or see those two teams 
they don't want to see Ohio no. State again. Ohio State, you played at home. You're the favorite. You got beat by three touchdowns. Take a seat. That's it. And then the other team is Alabama with two losses, Coach. And I know we're Alabama fans. Big time. But the only way, only way Alabama even gets considered is if USC gets beat in the title game, right? And TCU gets beat in the title game. They both go down in the title game. TCU, it depends on how bad TCU gets beat in the title game. I think that would, you know, if they were, if they were to get beat by a couple of touchdowns by Kansas State, then one's got to question that schedule. Most definitely. Um, the title game is on January 9th next year, on 2023. A on a Monday. It's on a Monday night, and that will feature the winner of Michigan State TCU or Georgia Southern Cal. And, and the game uh, is in Los Angeles. You know what? I, I think it's I, – I, for me to give a prediction right now of just off of what, of what this article had and what this guy's predictions were, if it comes out George versus Southern Cal and Michigan versus TCU, I'm going to – I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I think it's going to be Southern Cal-Michigan. I think Georgia – I think Georgia stumbles against Southern Cal – I don't, I don't think Georgia's offense can keep up with Southern Cal's offense. And I'm, I'm I, say I, I thought the same thing when they played Tennessee, but I think that Georgia defense is for real. And defense wins championships. It does. And, oh yeah. You know, and, and give Stetson Bennett credit; he doesn't make many mistakes. I why think is, Georgia. I think Georgia beats you. Yes, like a why? Dog. Why isn't he in, in more of the Heisman talk? It's a I good, mean, it's Stetson. Good, it's a good question. I, mean, I, I just look at his overall record. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm talking about his record. We go on one year, coach. We don't go on. I mean, well, you got to factor all that into it. You know, you've been out started four years in Georgia, and uh, won a national championship. How many games he lost? Four, maybe. I don't know. Oh, you know, if, if, he's lost that many. To be honest. He's kind of like the Jay Barker at Alabama. Jay Barker's like thirty three and two or right. something like that. Thirty three two and one. <laughs> I was at the one. The one was uh, when the David Palmer went around the end to tie it up, right? Against Heath Shuler. Yeah. yeah, I was outside the stadium that day. I was there. there. there you U- USC gives up a lot of points every game, so I think Georgia's offense will have a field day, and I think uh, USC's defense will be. Some okay, so you're Georgia. saying I say you, Georgia wins this thing? Georgia and then the Michigan TC. Oh, I, I can even go on and say put the. The, the name Georgia Bulldogs on the national championship trophy. Oh, man. You just think it's just no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I wonder what the odds are right now on them. We need to look it up. Alabama's 2001. 2001 what? What are you talking about? 2000 to one odds to win the national championship. 2000 to, to one, one at this point in time? Saturday night it was. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's 2001, what's a – What's a hundred dollars on two thousand to one? Twenty. Two hundred. Uh, no, 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 it'd be it'd be two hundred thousand. Yeah, that's right. I mean, two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand. Yeah. I mean, I feel that if Alabama got into the playoffs, they would have a chance. I, mean, I agree. I, what they're, I mean, what not, they're basically saying <laughs> is they're not getting in. <laughs> well. But we've seen crazy things happen. Now. I'm well, telling you, right now. you get USC to get beat next Saturday, and TCU get beat next Saturday. Oh, you were talking about bargaining. I mean, who do we put in? Do we put Ohio State in? Do we put a two-loss Alabama in? You know, what do we do here? Well, you want USC if they win the ball game. You take USC and you tell everybody, and you're happy. Your committee, your the CFP committee, you're happy as a pig and slop because. 
you get the whole West Coast and the whole state of California involved. That's it. And but if but if USC loses, then folks, I'm saying Alabama gets in there. Wouldn't that oh gosh, heads would that make Tennessee and I'm sorry, Tennessee fans, I know you hate me for saying that, but I'm just going on what's uh what's available and, and who the four best teams in the country are. And I think that's what the committee's trying to figure out too. So uh that's the way that's the way that goes. All right, we are approaching our second break, and I've got a half of an eight ball pick for tonight's football game. So don't go anywhere in this last segment. Give us two minutes. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. 
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Welcome back in to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, and we are now joined by our good friend, Coach James Dickinson. Good afternoon, James. Good afternoon. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Man, everything was good. They came to our house, so we didn't have to do the the hop around, the jump around, which is really nice. You know, I did the turkey and the ham, and uh, we all kind of pitched in, did different dishes, so it went really, really smooth. Did you put the bacon on the turkey. We did put the bacon Ooh. on the turkey. You bake the turkey for about 15 minutes at about 420 with just butter and olive oil and, and some herbs on the on the skin. And then it turns this nice golden brown. And then you pull it out and you lay uh, six strips of bacon on the top of the turkey. Did you checkerboard it? Going down towards there. Checkerboard the bacon. The stern. You know, like no, bacon. no, we did not checkerboard the bag. We just, uh, I did it from a Gordon Ramsay YouTube video, okay. and, and I've, I've got a couple of his cookbooks, but I used his YouTube video, and he just kind of just lays them across, just and not on layered on top of each other. He just kind of lays them next to each other, and they six, stay, they stay six, there. They stay well, yeah, because they're kind of. Kind of greasy yeah, and yeah, yeah. so sounds so they, good. So they lay right there, and then you stick it back in the oven. You turn the uh, temperature down to 180 degrees Celsius, which is roughly 350 degrees. And then you bake that thing for every kilogram, which is 2.2 pounds, man. And uh, uh, you bake it a half hour. So let's say, uh, let's say a 16 pound turkey would go probably three and a half hours, maybe three to three and a half hours, right. something like that. Um, but the bacon just helps it really, because first what you what you have to do to it, you take you take butter and lemon and lemon zest and parsley and some garlic, and you, you kind of combine all that into a soft butter, and then you take the butter and you go underneath the skin of the turkey. Mm. And shove the shove the line underneath the skin and the, across the top of the breast with the butt with the lemon butter, and then you bake it for four twenty five fifteen minutes, and then you pull it out and then you put the bacon on it another three hours and fifteen minutes with the bacon on it and it just kind of all, it's as close to fried turkey because frying a turkey holds all the juices in 
like fried chicken. That's what makes it so darn good yeah. as opposed to just baked. Um, but it's, I think it's as close you can get to fried turkey without frying it. So well, I'm going to try that. So we're still, we're still kicking this show this time next year. We'll have you guys the recipe where you can go and get it. Um, but it, it is on YouTube and it's Gordon Ramsay's. If you want to do it for Christmas, Gordon Ramsay's Christmas, I think it's holiday turkey or something like that. Mm. And he, uh, it's, it's good stuff. He does a gravy. He, he shows you how to make the gravy from the turkey drippings and all that all stuff. Right, okay. So it's a it, it it it's a good informative uh, and it's a it's a dang good recipe. It sounds well, like we got up Friday and headed to Tuscaloosa. Got down to Tuscaloosa about two thirty Friday evening. Ate some good wings at Baumhauer Wings. Oh, then went to Archibald Saturday morning before the game, and so we ate some real good food down in Tuscaloosa and a humongous crowd there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's humongous. Yeah, but you know, I noticed something this year that I that very few Auburn fans were there compared to what usually are. Well, I, and I think, do you think being over a 21-point underdog sure, you know, had, had something to do for it? I don't think the Auburn fans much care for going to Tuscaloosa if they if their chances of winning are pretty are slim to none. You know, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Oh, it's an electric atmosphere. Uh, the the jets fly over at the national anthem. It was just a great show down there. Of course, I can't remember where. I think they were pretty. Were they big underdogs when Cam Newton came back? And no, it, it was they, pretty close because they went on to win national championship. Did Auburn? Oh, okay. So, so there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Let's talk a little college basketball. What about that Alabama Crimson Bro, Tide? Man, I mean, what a win! Holy Moses! Damn. The SEC in general. Is looking great. Tennessee got a win over Kansas earlier. Uh, yes. In the yes. Alabama, like we said, Alabama this past weekend, they started out the weekend by beating Michigan State. And I understand Michigan State was down a couple of players and I, I, they won't, you know, they get those two guys healthy. They'll be a little bit different team when Alabama meets again. But Alabama played relatively smooth, played a good solid Michigan State team that was running a little low on, uh, uh, like I said, on talent with two of their best players out. And then they, they played UConn and ran a little bit, stumped their toe against UConn. UConn's a good team. Yes. And then they played North Carolina yesterday. Number one, North Carolina. And number one, North Carolina. And Alabama in four overtimes beat number one, North Carolina. Alabama's loaded. They, they've got talent. Every night somebody else shows up big. The uh, big center showed up yesterday evening late. And he was a man amongst young men. Charles Bediaku. Bediaku, yeah. He had 14 points and 16 rebounds. This team rebounds well. And Tennessee fans, you all uh, y'all can hate on us, but Brandon Miller's averaging well what, well over 20 a game. Correct. Uh, true freshman plays for Alabama. And I'm telling you, uh, out of Nashville. Cane Ridge High School. Cane Ridge High School. And this cat is the re- real deal. And uh, Alabama, like I said, beat North number one North Carolina in four overtimes, one hundred three to one hundred one, I believe, was the final score. Um, you know, you number one North Carolina has two consecutive losses this weekend. I do. They lost. They lost to Iowa State and they lost to Alabama. So uh, the top twenty-five has been readjusted accordingly. Uh, Alabama, like I said, went two and one this past weekend. I tell you, tell you what, have you all seen Purdue and Zach Eady, seven foot four? They're seven? good. They're solid. 
Zach Eady, seven four. Okay, uh, they had an eighteen. Purdue had an eighteen point win over Gonzaga, and then they had a nineteen point win over Duke. I mean, Duke's they're blowing. They're blowing two of the premier programs in the history of college basketball off the court. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell them. You know who's the worst college basketball team of the Blue Bloods out there? Who's that? Louisville. They are they are atrocious. Really? They lost three games by one point. They, I think they've lost four or five games now. I don't even know if they've won a game. But it, it, I forgot who they were playing last week. They were There was 15 minutes left in the game, and they had 15 points. That's pr- I, bet the under, I bet the under hit. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zach Eady, four Purdue center Zach Eady, um, got tournament MVP. And just all kind of accolades. And that kid is blowing up for Purdue, I'm telling you. Uh, but the top 25 in basketball came out for this week. Houston is number one. Yeah. And that is uh, Cal- Sam- Calvin, uh, Sam- Calvin Sampson and, and his bunch in Houston. Uh, Texas is number two. University of Virginia is number three. And let me give you a little betting tip on University of Virginia. Every single game University of Virginia plays, bet the under. I'm just, Defensive team. I'm just going to tell you right now, there's no other team in the United States that plays as deliberate, slow, and better hard-fought defense than Virginia. Uh, bet under in Virginia basketball. Uh, Arizona's number four. Purdue has moved up to number five. Baylor is number six. Creighton is number seven. UConn is number eight. Kansas is number nine. Indiana is 10. And Alabama is at 11. So they're just outside the top 10. And uh, Arkansas is 12. Tennessee is 13. So you go Bama, Arkansas, Tennessee, 11, 12, and 13. Auburn is 15. And Kentucky is 19. So one, two, three, four, five. uh, Well, Kentucky started out preseason number one, remember? There's five SEC teams in the top 15, but none of them break the top 10. So, but, you know, we'll we'll take care of that by the end of the season. Yeah, it's going to be a solid year for the SEC. Absolutely it is. Tonight, NFL football, we have got the Pittsburgh Steelers going to Indianapolis. Magic 8 ball. Steelers plus the points. Really? Yep. Not the Colts. Not the Colts. No. Good luck. We get back to you on Friday. No, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. 4 o'clock. Thanksgiving's messed us up. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Talk to you on Thursday, 4 o'clock. Bye-bye.